You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, as of 6.05 p.m. on a Wednesday, 6.05 p.m. Eastern time, four players, four MLB players have opted out of the 60-game season in 2020, and they are two Nationals players, Joe Ross and Ryan Zimmerman, Mariners pitcher Mike Leak, and Rockies infielder position player. I don't know where Ian Desmond's playing nowadays, but... Ian Desmond on the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Ulysses, I want to ask you, are you surprised that four players thus far have opted out? Or is that about what you had figured maybe a couple months ago, week ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever it may have been? It's about the same number that I expected uh, maybe when we knew that there was going to be a season, maybe like a week ago. I'm like, okay, people are in. They want to play. Now, if you would have told me this a month ago, two months ago, I would have been like, no, 50% are saying no. <laughs> you know, wow. we're, playing, we're playing with Keanu Reeves out there uh, as a scab, you know. Uh, so We're going to the no, indie I think ball it's route. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, uh, Paul Rudd, uh, you know, just playing the infield, you know, just why not? No, um, I think, man... It's about the same for, you know, I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, for really what it's worth about 99.9% of MLB players have opted in for this season. Right. Now I want to pose this question. Do you think there'll be another player or players that come forward and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit out this season. Cause I know training camp, summer camp, whatever we want to call it is getting underway this week. Now they yeah. could go out for a couple workouts and then before the, the three-week summer camp is over say, okay, I'm going to sit things out, uh, assuming it's not injury-related. But they, they just – do you think there's going to be another player or players? Because there's rumors apparently um, across the, the baseball sphere that there could be another couple players that, that opt to sit down this season. 195% sure that there will be more players. In fact, I think let's say four players uh, said no, opted out before spring training even, or yeah, summer camp began, right? Uh, You're going to see a lot of players now really get into it and see what the protocols are going to be and how different baseball Mm -hmm. is going to be. And I think a lot of them that either have had money uh, opportunities like Ian Desmond, uh, right. maybe above uh, uh, you know Leak and and Ross, but I mean Zimmerman has also made his money, uh, so uh, those guys I think are going to come out in 
double and triple the numbers. Uh, I think we're going to see around 20 players. Wow. Um, by the time summer camp is over where they're going, like, you know, it's not, it's not worth it. I mean, Colin McHugh, even if it is for whatever reason, it's the safety, the guiltiness, uh, they want to spend time with their families, they mm-hmm. might retire, uh, whatever it is. Colin McHugh posted a picture, I believe, in, on, on Instagram saying how he kind of felt, you know, weird, odd about getting tested, multiple, uh, you know, multiple times a week, I think every other day. Uh, when, you know, normal citizens don't get to do that. And yeah. he feels like a little bit, you know, uh, why do I get to to have this safety protocol so readily available for me and normal citizens don't? So I think a lot of players might feel that way and might opt out uh, in, in order to kind of appease their 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 mind. Yeah, once they get the whole memo of what they have to go through on a day-in, day-out baseball. Because I think there's a lot of players right now. I don't think there's going to be as many players as you think that will sit out. But I think there definitely could be a couple more when they they realize, oh, I basically can't leave the hotel room. I'm in baseball prison, basically. Baseball purgatory. Like, play baseball, get to the ballpark, and that's it. And then I got to jump through a million hoops while I'm playing the game, too. Like for the next two months or next three months or however long it's going to be. All right. So I'm, I'll, I'll go 20 total players, including these four guys. So around 15 guys are going to say, no. okay, how many do you think are going to opt out by July 23rd by opening day? And assuming it's not an injury related thing that I, I'm assuming no, no, COVID, that COVID, it's not just like these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that, um, it's it's strictly because they're like yeah it's it's just not worth it this season. Um, I'll say another another handful, maybe four to five. Okay, so it might reach ten at most in, yes. in your case. Okay, what so about, I'm going to do double you, that. Okay. Okay. So twenty. Well, a raised player sit out. Um. Well, I mean, Neander said twenty four hours ago that nobody was uh, planning to do so. Which okay. is nice for people who like Charlie Morton, and I think every race fan yes. <laughs> likes Charlie Morton. You, you know what's uh, funny? So that's nice. I think that uh, you could see a lot more nationals sitting out. Be like, hey, it, it's not going to get any better than what happened in 2019. <laughs> w- winning a championship in 2020 just will not be the same. It will right. not be the same experience whatsoever. Um, you know, one of the more publicized opt-out so far has been Ian Desmond. And Ian Desmond has a local tie. He's from Sarasota, went to Sarasota High School. And he put a very detailed and heartfelt post on Instagram, um, not just why he's sitting out, but just kind of the state of baseball. And I want to read a snippet to you and get your overall impressions of it. Um, Like it it was very lengthy, but this was kind of the, the snippet that generated a lot of buzz throughout the Twitter sphere and everything like that. He says, think about it. Right now in baseball, we've got a labor war. We've got rampant individualism on the field. In clubhouses, we've got racist, sexist, homophobic jokes, or flat-out problems. We've got cheating. We've got a minority issue from the top down. One African-American GM, two African-American managers, less than 8% black players, no black majority team owners. Perhaps the most disheartening of all is a puzzling lack of focus on understanding how to change those numbers. 
a lack of focus on making baseball accessible and possible for all kids, not just those who are privileged enough to afford it. If baseball is America's pastime, maybe it's never been a more fitting one than now. Wow. I mean, speechless, right? And that, yeah. that is a very poignant uh, message. And, and you have to agree with him. I mean, uh, I, I think those travel leagues, those summer leagues that the kids, that if they're 10, 12, 13, you know, they usually go to kind of perfect their game and all that, that costs money. And, 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 and what happens if you can't afford it, if your parents can't, uh, then you're going to lack in your development and probably drop baseball. And that's what's happening in, in, in the black community. And it's a shame because we've seen it with our eyes, how that number has dropped significantly. And, and I don't know if baseball is doing what it needs to do to, to kind of, improve those numbers but if they did why aren't they making it known i know the rbi um you know movement is, is really cool in the inner mm -hmm. cities and but is it enough i mean I, yeah. I know it'll take some time to see the the effects of it obviously if these kids are what five eight years old you're gonna have to mm -hmm. wait a while but i don't know about you kev but i remember the rbi program for <laughs> since i was around 12 or 13 right you know yeah, it, it's really interesting, and I think it's a multi-tiered issue. Um, like the fact that there's only one African-American general manager and just two African-American managers is a little bit right. concerning. When we look at the percentage of black players, less than 8%, I read somewhere that back when King Griffey Jr. made his debut, it was about double that. Wow. It was about double that percentage. Yeah. So you're looking at 15 16%. And... I wonder how much of that is of baseball just not as enjoyable or cool to kids nowadays. A lot of kids opt for football or basketball or some other sports. And also the, the fact that there's more Latino players than really ever before. The, the amount sure. of international scouting. And I, you know, when he says, and I've, I've kind of got mixed emotions on this because he says we've got a minority issue from the top down i get that but i also look at baseball mlb that is as extremely diverse right now like you oh, look at the I mean, rays the 10 different countries are represented on the rays alone we've got a we've got players from japan uh you, you've got players from Colombia. you've got players from all over i mean germany now there there's players coming from there like it's the the game has gone global uh, in recent years, really. And it's it's a great thing to see. But um, you were talking about basketball and, and football. And, of course, that has to be you know put into this, this formula is that these two major sports have just become really, really big since the 90s, mm -hmm. since the last 20 years, both, both of them. So, obviously, that's going to affect the youth into thinking, no, I got to go to this industry instead of the other one. That's one. But – because of that, it's a double-edged sword. If MLB's seeing that uh, NBA and the NFL are growing in numbers, why aren't you mm -hmm. doing something to get those youth uh, back into yes. your sport? You're not responding to it, and it's been 20 years. Uh, it's been a couple generations now. I mean, you you got you have to start doing something about it. 
Um, I do agree with you that obviously it's, 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 I think the most diverse sport, mm-hmm. um, at least of the, of the four major sports. I mean, right. Uh, I, I would think that the NHL is the least diverse. Yeah, definitely. You you got probably about 90% Canadian up there. If, if, if not more, I'm not sure what the exact percentage is, but look, you got, yeah. you got Russian players, you got Czech guys, you got Canadians and Americans. That's, that's a lot of white, dudes. A, lot of, a lot of white yeah. European types, um, but baseball, but baseball is over, not, but baseball is amazing yeah. on that. You know, it, it, uh, like you said, 10, 10 countries are being represented in the race. Uh, a, a lot of different camps mm-hmm. everywhere around the world from MLB teams. And that ultimately means there's just less opportunity, not just for black players, but white players domestically or whatever race you are domestically from the States. But again, I I agree with you on the point of, you know, it's not just what MLB is or isn't doing, but the structure of amateur baseball, like travel ball, it is ridiculously expensive. My parents couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. No, I don't know if I was good enough to play it, but we couldn't, (laughs) we definitely couldn't. I, I, couldn't afford five to eight thousand dollar travel ball yeah. seasons in the summer every year from ages nine to eighteen. Moreover, you look at college ball and the lack of scholarship opportunities. What you right. uh, teams get an average of eleven point seven scholarships that has to be divvied up among thirty five players. Whereas you look at basketball and football, guys get scholarships, guys get full rides. Yeah. So that that's a big component of it as well. And and if you're looking for somebody to step up, who is it going to be? Is it going to be that college? Is it going to be that, that, that those parents, the inner city mayor? You would hope all of them put a little bit of effort more into it. But ultimately, it has to be the sport. It has to be yeah. MLB saying, okay, well, we need to do this because if we're going to try to make money – off of this, that has to be the best product available. And how do we get the best products available? It begins with the basic thing. It's the foundation. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the youth, youth baseball. You got to put it all in there, make the, the game fun. Ultimately, these are grown ass men <laughs> playing a mm-hmm. sport, a kid's game, right? So uh, that you have to introduce it that way. And, and, and it has to be for the love of the game first. Then the millions will come mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough. But first, you got to introduce it to, yeah. to as many kids as you, as you possibly can. Yeah, and trying to contract minor league teams and all that. And it, it doesn't right. help your cause, that's for sure. I didn't even mention the amount of like private coaching and instruction, how much that, ca- how much that costs and how much of a money pit that is. Whereas, you know, I played basketball growing up. It was, okay, I'd, I'd learn the moves of the pros and I go to a local park and practice them. Or I get a couple buddies. I don't need... I don't need right. 17 other friends to get a baseball game right. going. Like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of other issues with that. Another thing, I read a great article from Bob Nightingale. Um, I think it, you know, uh, it, it might have been around um, Jackie Robinson Day in baseball. And have you noticed that MLB hasn't or really made a huge effort to market its black players? Like why isn't Mookie Betts all over the place? You talk about a gregarious infectious personality the guy's also a pro bowler like yeah, the there's dude a lot does of everything yeah. right and, and, and you know i think it was the year that the red sox won um 
dude was giving out food to homeless people. Yes. We, you know, and not with a camera crew or behind him. Some some fan was like, holy crap, is that Mookie Betts giving food mm-hmm. over there in that corner? I mean, the guy's just a genuinely good person and talented in many ways. And MLB is like, oh. What do we do with this? Yeah, MLB TV. You know where you can start? Miking up Mookie Betts. Miking up these players and seeing how they're having fun and and talking and and everything like that. Like, and and also Betts is a guy too that, you know, he's not 6'5", 250. He's not this whale of a dude like, oh, I'll never be that. Like he is Uh 5'9", buck 75. And he might be the second best player in baseball, second best position player in baseball. I'm yeah, writing your, your your marketing advertisements right for you here, MLB. Come on. Yeah. Help us out I mean, if they bit. haven't been able to do anything with, you know, Mike Trout, uh, then what can you expect from MLB? I mean, really, yeah. MLB is just putting uh, a show and it's not a good one. Uh, that is for sure. That is for sure. I think the other thing, too, is – and I, I don't know – if they're doing this, I'm sure they are, but guys like retired players like Gary Sheffield, BJ Upton, Fred McGriff, going back, coach youth baseball, Yeah, you know, use your time and pay it forward. That's a huge thing too. I think with that, but it's definitely an interesting Marcus Stroman during this coronavirus did a very cool thing. We we've talked about it, you know, in the Tampa Bay area, putting himself out there and his talents and his knowledge. And Mm -hmm. and, and he actually talked to a a couple of high schools. If I, if I'm not mistaken, in the Tampa Bay area, you know, just, just talking to kids, man. That means so much. I mean, in my high school uh, in Tampa, Denard Span came to talk to the baseball team. And that was really cool because at that time, Denard Span was somebody that if you followed baseball, you knew who he was. And he was a major leaguer who was from Tampa and he was talking to you. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It, from what I understand, Marcus Stroman spent hours upon hours out coaching youth they're helping to coach youth. It, it all starts there awesome for sure but yeah it was definitely if if you have the time to read the post by ian desmond uh i definitely recommend it i know some people kind of got upset about the the eight percent or less than eight percent african-american players um but i think you have to dive deeper into what he's saying instead of just ripping that that piece apart and going from there um okay changing gears something a little bit more lighthearted. Which race player are you most excited to watch in a 60-game season? We'll discuss that, but first, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're still eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. 
That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Okay, Ulysses, as I teased before the break, which Rays player are you and I most excited about to watch in a 60-game season, which we hope we can get through? We hope we can get through 60 games in a playoffs. <laughs> I'm praying for it for sure. Who is your pick for this? Who do you have? Um, I mean, Besides the, everyone. The list could be, the list could be 60, the, the 60 men uh, pool. But, uh, 60 I, for I 60. Just, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, if I have to pick one, Willie Adamas. Mm, good And pick. I'll explain why. Because he did horribly both offensively and defensively for around the first 45 games, 50 games mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in 2019. Then he turned it on and in a good way. So, okay, Willie, what can you do? Can you pick it up right where you left off in September and October where you were just incredible on both sides of the ball? Or are you going to be a slow starter in your career? Which, by the way, many ball players are like that. They just yeah. got to get through the grind and then they'll turn it on. Some guys turn it on uh, in, in early and then they just dissipate like Corey Dickerson mm-hmm. um, ha- has in the past. So Willie Adamas, he, that's my pick. I want to see if 60 games he can just turn it on and, and be the productive player and hopefully a gold glove caliber that uh, shortstop that, that we believe in. We've talked that he is and somebody yes. who's reliable at the plate too. Yeah. Everybody's talking about Wander Franco this, Wander Franco that. Let's not forget about Willie Adamas. He's still a right. pretty darn good player who just completed his first full season last year. Like mm-hmm. that was, in essence, his rookie year, if you want to look yeah. at it that way. You know, the thing I'd be a little bit concerned about Adamas, and I, I love Adamas. I'm a huge fan of his skill set offensively and defensively, is it's been mentioned before, and, and Kevin Cash has brought it up, that Adamas plays best before the big lights, the big stage, when fans are screaming loud and proud. We, we know right. about how he wasn't that great at the trop. There's probably a little bit of a reason mm-hmm. for that. There wasn't much uh, excitement and activity most of the time. A lot of empty seats. Hoorah, so you wonder, yeah. you wonder without fans to start the season and maybe the entire season if he can get up for the games. I mean, you hope he can. I, th- I think probably this layoff right. has been like, I'm so anxious to get back at it. I'll, I'll play for free. Maybe not for free, but I will play. Well, he's <laughs> going to have to play for a prorated cost of, of doing business. But maybe that gives him a little bit kick in the butt of like, hey, I'm, I'm just proud to be here. Fans or no he's fans. Chomping, he, I mean, every player must be chomping at the bit, but especially a young guy who was like, no, I finally made it and I'm not going to be able to play. I finally made it to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. I finally made, had a whole year up there and was successful and made it to the playoffs and did a unique and, and, and very memorable play um, in the playoffs. I want to play. I want to do well. Yes. So that's that's my pick. What about you? Who do you have on, on, on your sites? Yeah, unless you're Blake Snell, I guess. I don't know if he really wants to play. <laughs> He's got to for the, those marketing and advertisements that, that Boris Corp is working go. up. Got to get out on the field, right? Um, <laughs> mine is Yoshi Satsugo. That's who I'm most excited to watch in a 16th nice. season. Multiple reasons. Because he started spring training hot and then slowed down a little bit. And I want to see where he picks off. 
because I looked okay. at some stats and something concerned me a little bit. We know you're not a fan of strikeouts. I'm not a fan of strikeouts, but he struck out. And I can know it's just spring training struck out in 13 of his 28 at bats. Hmm. Now I haven't looked at what he struck out on. If it was fastballs, breaking balls, but they say he's still trying to get acclimated to the MLB fastball, which is a higher velocity than he's used to in Japan. So I'm wondering if 60 games is really enough for him to ramp up and get comfortable with the MLB style of play, or it might not be until the very end of the season, like game 48, game 52. Okay, now I'm feeling it. And especially everything of, okay, you, you came in from Japan. Now you have to go back th- back out to Japan. Now you have to come back in. Now you have all the health and safety protocols and, and just the familiarization factor. Like, I'm really curious to see how well he does and if he can get perform well right from the get-go pretty much. I've told you this year that I I don't believe in spring training stats. I mean, last year we saw yes. how Glasnow was terrible in, in spring training and should have won the Cy Young if, uh, if the Cy Young gets elected in the first six weeks mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, so, yeah, I don't believe in spring training um, stats. But, yeah, 46% strikeout rate. I mean, it's not great, yeah. but again, we're nitpicking, especially because we we're nitpicking because we didn't have any baseball to right. to, to watch yeah. this whole this whole year. So obviously, we're gonna do that. I li- I would like to see how quickly he can at least be productive. Like I'm the home runs. Uh, forget about the home runs. Forget about the bombs and what we were expecting. Yeah, I just want him to be productive. If it's doubles, if it's singles, just be a productive. Uh, player move, move move the line uh, of production out there, but you know what? You're not the only one who's excited about you know seeing Yoshi play. Yeah, we've got a lot of comments on Twitter. One thing I will add about Yoshi though is that he probably had some great access to training facilities and workout facilities in Japan. First of all, Good their point. COVID cases were low, right? And he he had been. In, I mean, he probably had some top level arrangements over mm-hmm. there so he could still get his work in and get his work done. Whereas a lot of people stateside, they were like, scram- I mean, you had Austin Meadows hitting the ball out of his uh, pickup truck that his dog chases and, and brings it back to him. Like that was the level of workouts. He was doing right. a lot of fishing too, I noticed, and put on yeah. a couple LBs. Whereas Yoshi, I think he w- he probably was able to stick with his routine while he was in Japan. So that's a bit a, better. Yeah. Cause I mean, he had been doing his routine there, um, for so long. So, I mean, he yeah. probably has the ends and, and all that, but yeah, a lot of people chimed in on Twitter. Uh, I think ad luck 12, that's my QB. I guess I know what she's referring to. Uh, yes. Joya says all of them, but really interested in seeing what Yoshi can do. So you're not mm-hmm. alone on, on Yoshi being your pick. Yeah, we got a lot of other comments as well. Uh, the great Al Bushman ESQ says, Wander Franco, I don't know how you feel, Ulysses, but I do not think he will be making his raised debut this season no. in 2020. No. Um, it really, again, it's just for – the reason he's on the 60, man, is so he has a place to train and work out and practice as right. opposed to be, being stuck at home Every with team the, did the it. 5,000 minor leaguers. Yeah. Every team did it. They put their top prospect in there because they want to not stunt that growth. And and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you should do with the number one prospect uh, in baseball. Get him some work. I know he's doing a lot of good stuff in Dominican Republic, but I'd rather him being in poor Charlotte. Yeah. You, did you hear that he got traded in the 
not from the Rays, but in the Dominican League. I didn't even know that yeah. was like a thing or a possibility. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it's uh, yeah. he he got traded uh, to a town nearby his um, hometown, Leonel uh, Cohio. So that'll be that'll be great for him. You know, closer to home, yeah. closer to people that he uh, rooted for, probably. You know. And I wonder what players in the Dominican League make. I'm also curious about that. If it's similar to like what low-level miners make, I don't know. It's, it's just, I'm maybe just around out. 20k, maybe for a 60-game season. It's not bad. Not bad for us. For the for guys that for Blake Snell, that that's not quite enough. Yeah, and he wouldn't put on the uniform for that. But you know what? If uh, if you're a kid who is not even making money, yeah, you're yes. you're doing that. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Um, David at Demorin, D E M. O R R I N says glass now going eight and two with a one eight three ERA lock that down. I would not wow. be upset with those types of numbers. Okay. That's for sure. Does that give him the Cy Young? You think those numbers give him the Cy Young? I think it would definitely put him in the running top three. Charlie Morton like style. That. Um, Samuel Bayless at Bartram thirteen. He lists three: Martinez, Renfro, and O'Grady. That's a surprise pick. Do you think that's uh, in stack, like number one, Martinez, number two, Renfro, and O'Grady? I mean, he's picking the new guys. He doesn't yeah. care about the guys from 2019. He's saying, what does Cafecito have? What does San Diego Pop have? And Cincinnati, where are you at? Yeah, I, I would say that's probably listed in top priority because I don't think, I mean, O'Grady's kind of, he might be that 4A type guy, but he could definitely could see some action on the field in what is, going to be quite frankly a crowded outfield at least we expect yeah. it to be um the sports burst at burst underscore spur, uh, sports hunter renfro another hunter renfro pick how about that, oh, look at that. uh yoked yandy on twitter says all of them but make me pick i got meadows um hmm. ricky santiago at captain ricky 12 uncle charlie of course charlie morton um Rob92 underscore 813 has a gif of Austin Meadows. Uh, Chase Ross at Chase Hastings 1 says KK Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, Skoldy B says everybody. So we've got a pretty diverse list here. A lot of, a lot of Austin Meadows, a lot of Hunter Renfro. Um, I mean, again, the, the Rays may be more than any team. There's, there's a lot of guys you could pick from and say, I'm excited to watch them, which should be good. You know, I honestly, this is exciting to know the depth now because the depth is always good. Oh, 162 games. You never know who's going to to get injured or whatever. But in a 60-game season, yeah, that's exactly what you want even more is depth. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, I mean, Cafecito, uh, just like you're DHing against these, you know who you're facing, okay? There's mm-hmm. there's no, well, in August, you're going to face Darren O'Day, maybe in the seventh inning. It's like, no, you know every team already. You know who they've got. I mean, it's going mm-hmm. to be way more um, manageable for Kevin Cash to go, no, this is the right spot because we know tomorrow these guys are going to be available, you know, from the other team. You know, it's going to be more precise, I believe, Yes. Uh, th- 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 this this time. And in 60 games, I mean, it's so exciting to, to kind of see the, all the possibilities. I mean, we, we, you always say, oh, crowded outfield, Psh, not a crowded outfield at all. 
you you can really just put piece move by guys piece around exactly yeah. yeah beautifully i think there's this gives be, the race such an edge this yeah. year there's going to be so much specialization even with the yeah. the extra ending runner on second you better have a guy that can run you're gonna exactly. you need that speedy guy out there like i mean isn't that are gonna be switching pitchers like crazy righty lefty wouldn't you carry a, a johnny davis of course yeah but the Rays have a Manny Margot. They've got a Kevin Kiermeyer. They've got, they've got, I think, enough fast guys. Maybe a Randy Arozarena. That's what I'm saying. So you would keep those guys. Oh, yes. well, well, they played yesterday, so this is my backup guy. Mm-hmm. He's my backup guy. Ninth, tenth inning. Okay, this is your. You're going in two outs in the ninth. Yeah. Randy, come up to bat. KK, come up to bat. I don't care if it's if against a, it's a lefty. We'll burn your at bat here mm-hmm. because next inning you're going to be on second. Maybe we'll see some bunting too. That might be something. Maybe maybe lay down some sacrifice do bunts think, with the runner on second. Do you think bunting will increase this year because of that? I think it could slightly. I think it could. But you you better teach guys how to bunt now. Like now's the yeah. opportunity. What what the Rays should have done knowing that some of these rule changes would be implemented, like just, okay, KK, work on your bunting right now. Get on it, buddy. <laughs> just teach some 100%. guys to. You're going to have to squeak 100%. out some games and, and squeak out some wins. That's for sure. It's going to make for a fun season. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday. <laughs>